So we are going to tonight finish off um, 3, 16, 15 through 21. Uh, we started really about three weeks ago, but we only went through it a little bit because we ended up having Gavin come in and share. Um, and if any of you weren't here for that, you know, that's up on the, um, up on the website now, up on the podcast. Um, he comes in about halfway, I think, in towards the study. So it's really fascinating to listen to if you get a chance. The prayer was answered too that week. They obviously got the permit. They, on that we, week. Yeah, that's what I heard it from. Um, yeah. yeah, that's what I heard from the dad. That's it. Yeah, that's heard that. That was really awesome. Yeah, very good. And speaking of that, Ken is also, I think, a hiking. Hmm. Like, I think he's doing Whitney or doing something. Yeah, so I think that's what he's doing now too. So pray for them. A, That's going to be the only cool air in California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so we are going to finish um, off looking at, I want today to look at the whole of 316 to um, 321. What I want to do is I want to start by, I don't know, hey, Jason. I don't know if there's... Um, Anyone who remembers what you see on the table? So some of you definitely don't, but do some of you remember anything you see on the table right now? Yes. (laughs) What do you remember? This is the timeline? Well, not the timeline. So in fact, look at the, don't look at the, the, the sheet here. Anybody remember these two things? Yes. Yes. Okay. What do you remember? What do we What do we use those for? I might really test your memory Before here. Before the incarnation and after. The <laughs> no. <clears throat> well, most of it tries to straddle oh. in between the two. Excellent. Rather than going ahead. Very good. Do you remember what book we were in in the open? Ooh, that's remember what a tough book one. We're in? No, I don't. So we were in James, all right? Uh-huh. And in fact, if you turn to James right now, so we went, several years ago, we went to the book of James. And New Testament, somewhere toward the end. By the way, I think that probably was like you weren't here yet. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you weren't here when we went through James. Okay, the blue ones are the first we're Okay, so everyone's in James. Turn to James one. Oh, it's the version. Oh, yeah, you've got this teeny teeny yeah. print. That's right. <laughs> yeah, when I bought those, they're only $3 each. I didn't know the Well, for the youth, that's probably just yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. it's perfect. Well, it's most James what? James 1, page 1759, my Bible. That helps. That doesn't help at all. <laughs> <laughs> you can hold the issues under yeah. My wife's battery. All right. 
So we were had opened up James, and we were reading in verse 5, <clears throat> beginning verse 5, and it said, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given him. But let him ask in faith. And remember what is the word faith? Is the word persistence. Now you just have three words to remember in Greek. What are the three words now? Pistis. 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 And what's the other ones I always teach you guys? Start with an I. Inclusio. And chiasm. All right. So now you have the third, pistis. (laughs) Okay. All right. So, So when you see the word believe in John... When you see the word trust, when you see the word faith, it's always the word pistis. Just translated differently. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. For the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. And then it says, for that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. And then here's where these arrows come in. He is a double-minded man. Unstable in all his ways. So, we use this illustration of these arrows because what double-sided means in Greek and the word that Paul is using is, we said, you know, there's, there's like this. Well, listen, yeah, I mean, you can do it different ways. I guess. So, you know, this, this is the way of God. This is God's wisdom. This is living in faith. This is the way of the world. Doubt, unbelief. And what that word in double-minded means there is what Paul's saying is you cannot do this. This is double-minded. You're trying to live in both places at the same time. Okay, you're thinking, oh, well, you know, some things I trust God... Something that I don't have to, right? Um, it's like in Galatians 5, it talks about how Paul says, if you follow just a little bit of the law, you're following all the law. You're, you're obligated to follow all of it. There's not this, I can do a little bit of this, I can do a little bit of that. Paul's just saying, it's impossible. As soon as you go this way, as soon as you even put your step over here, you, in essence, are saying, I, I'm not living in faith. Okay? So, that's where we got the arrows from. Um, now, what we're going to do tonight is we're going to look at John 3.16 to 3.21. And we're going to pretend, like, you know, we're going to do that little thing about being on an island and finding a book. All right, so we're like on an island, and what we found was only John 3.16 to 3.21. That's all we have. That's all we can look at, okay, for the rest of the night, okay? That's what we have to know how to live. And so I want us to read it, and I want, first thing I want to know is, how is what we're reading like what I just showed you in James? Okay. What do you do? You see any kind of similarities? All right. So, 
Can you pass me one of those extra books? Yes. All right. Um, Steve Doherty. We must have used to have a bunch of Steves here. Now you just you're the by myself. You're the Steve. <laughs> the one who laughs. The one who sticks the one with it. The one that only can't hide out. <laughs> loner. Yeah. Why don't you read for us um, three sixteen to three twenty one? So again, right, sort of pretend like this is it. This is it. This is all we get about how to live. What was that last just? Tell it like what? Well, this is so we're yeah. reading this like literally. We find three sixteen to three twenty one. All right, right. right. Nothing else. We don't have a Bible. We don't have anything else. This is all we have. Okay, to tell us about God and tell us how to live. Right. So go ahead and read that. So like I'm discovering this. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, go, you can go like wow. Yeah. <laughs> Exclamation. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in, or- but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already, because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment, that light has come into the world, and the people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light, so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. The only word of God. Amen. <laughs> you know, I try, I think about like John 3.16, you see the football games again. And it's interesting, we all know John 3.16, but I wonder what it would be if everybody heard this whole entire passage here. Um, okay, so, do you see any, any similarities to this, like what we just talked about in James? Um, the arrows or anything like that. Is there anything you see that's like similar at all? Whoever believes in him is not condemned. Yeah. Yeah, and whoever does not believe in him is condemned already. So how is that similar in what way? Well, because if you believe in him, right? Uh-huh. If you believe the word of God, you're you're good to go. Uh-huh. But if you don't believe, you're 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 dead already. Yeah. So like, and by not believing in him, that means that you wouldn't have faith. All right. Okay. All right. All so right. it's not like you go, hey, I, I, God, I want, I'm asking you for prayer, but I don't believe. <laughs> the dark and the light is like black and white. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a black one. I was going to bring that one. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. I thought red was better, you know. Red Red's a little dabbled, yeah, devil-y. You know? <laughs> Yellow's the sun. Put <laughs> right. a little horns on that. Right. All right. Anybody else? Anything else that you, just in the sense of comparing to what we saw with James? Yeah. Eric. Um, this is tangential. Earlier today, I was thinking about what Dale brought up a couple of weeks ago about who am I? Mm-hmm. 
And I thought the this, this simple answer is, I am what I think. And then I am what I believe. Yeah. And, and so what I believe can be swayed by how, where I get my information mm-hmm. and what I accept and what I reject. But the accepting and rejecting ultimately brings me to who I am because then I make some judgments and I decide. So relating it to this, mm-hmm. they're talking about either you believe this or you don't. Yeah. Okay. And, and if you don't, basically, you're lost. <laughs> but he also makes the big point in here that we're all sinners and fall short. And and um, the battle is between how we're going to think or whether we're going to think from the gift that came from Christ or whether we're going to be so involved in the world that we won't be able to get to that point. Or just dovetailing, relying on our own self. That's, yeah, exactly. I'm kind of like the answer. I'm the resolution. I only need God when things get out of control. When I've got everything under control, I don't need Him so much. I think I see uh, a parallel in this one. It says, uh, in verse 24, who does wicked things, hates the light, and does not come to the light, lest his works be exposed. And then and James is talking about, but let him ask in faith without doubting. Mm-hmm. And it's not like an exact parallel, but it's like, if, yeah. if you if you doubt, you're not really asking in faith. Mm-hmm. Similarly to how, with like your works being exposed in the light, or yeah, if you come to light, your works will be exposed. Like It's like this not wanting to come towards this good thing, whether it's like wisdom or the light, because you have this other thing you're holding on to. What, one of the things that I memorize goes like this. Your reputation is a valuable asset. Guard it zealously. Do not succumb to any act that has the potential to destroy in an instant the respectability you have earned over a lifetime. So, what, what's an example of that? Is you do something that becomes a secret. And secrets always come out. Mm-hmm. What does that do to your reputation? So, what they're calling for in here is to be so much in the light so that when you're tempted to do something that creates a secret, you don't do it. Mm-hmm. But, but, um, As the consequences are so severe. Yeah, in fact, we're seeing that in the news once again. Just yes. now. There's another pastor, very, 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 very well known pastor, Matt Chandler. Basically, did not take the advice you just said. Did not live in the light, and just in one instance decided to say, "I'm going to start communicating with this woman over the internet," and he is no longer has his job. But not only does he not have a job, but what the impact that does throughout the Christian oh. it just ripples throughout. And all of us are in that situation. I mean, it's not just what we do. But it's also the impact it has on others. I mean, if you know, you're looking at Eric and you're going, "Wow, this guy is just so no. follows God and <laughs> like that." No, but I'm just saying, you know, this man of God. And then you decide, well, you know, maybe one time I can just not. I'll try to live in the world. Yeah. 
And do you just, your quote just said that well. You just, you can't. I think when you're walking the walk and you do something, there's a real remorse that comes because you fell short. Yeah. And sometimes you can make amends and save it. Sometimes you can't. Yeah. All right, anybody else? Um, thinking of... Uh, uh, When you speak of these things, it's just there's a there's a to me I feel like there's this there's a definitely truth in that, but there's also some something in that just feels dangerous to me because even even that is speaking to what what we read in James. And what are the things that God is answering in terms of prayer? So the more we submit to to Jesus Christ and not our own resolution to maintain our reputation, etc., 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 okay, the more that what you pray for will be done with wisdom, will be the things that God wants you to pray for, which is the kingdom of God, to understand that. And then less and less and less are you going to be concerned with your reputation, and you being the one upholding this and having to not misstep and all that other stuff. Because to me, for me in my life, that's called walking the line. And I want to just be over there completely because I'm too much of a knucklehead to be able to keep that balance in place. Okay, and then that frees me up. I just gave that away. Okay, that stress, that burden, that unrealistic... Uh, never capable of holding back that time just went away that's the freedom to me that Christ is giving us so well we as a human being have to submit to that and that's a daily thing that's a moment to moment thing that's every breath thing but anyway that's when I hear that sort of thing it's like it's it's could be dangerous that's all I'm saying. It's just like the whole submission thing is is the critical part in that whole thing, to be able to walk there. I think the real point of it is is how how easy it is to trip up because of our own nature. And, Pre- and precisely. for me, it's a warning that um, my actions are who I am, and my actions are the result of how I think and the way I do it. So if you're as dialed in as you are, then you're down the road so that you have less of a liability than I have as a sinner. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Not ever. I don't, okay. I don't so agree have, with that. I think you we've all... We have the same liability. <laughs> we all are guilty of all ten of the commandments. We are all guilty and always will be. That tie does not relinquish itself to anyone at any time. Mm-hmm. So the e- evil, it, we are in this world. It's not going anywhere. And, well, until God says so. But in the meantime, for us, it's a question of going, like that arrow, just creating a wedge, letting that tide move move by us, and that only happens by submitting ourselves to to Christ. Not going, I have to be the guy that makes sure I don't misstep, because it's too easy to misstep. Well, dude, I will misstep every time when I put it upon myself. See, that's where you, you... 
are one of those guys that had that built-in character, that had the ability to get a certain distance on your own. I was too lame for that. I, God had me misstepping from day one, so it's a lot easier for me to just go, hey, dude, okay, give me the wedge. If you want to do true confessions, I have a few. <laughs> yeah. We don't want to we be here all night. Right. Yeah, we all do. We don't want right. to be here all night. So, I think you guys just said, like, you have, like, this dividing thing again, right? This dividing spot between the two. So I want us to do this, and this is the dividing marker, all right? And so we're just looking at John now, 16 to 21, all right? So if I have that dividing marker, what should I put on, what should I... Which side do you, what, what are the different sides that I have? Save on one side, condemn on the other. Life and death. Okay. <laughs> All right. Light and dark. Okay. So I want you, okay. All right. So what I want you to do is I want you to use the language only in John 3, 16 to 21. All right. So what? God so loved. Okay. So we obviously have who on one side? God. God. World. World. Evil. Which is sort of interesting right there. Would that, is that how you would, would you do it like that? Yeah. So, even right there, when you say that because that's a normal division, it's just interesting what John 3.16 says, mm-hmm. right? Because God so loved the world. <laughs> world. Exactly. Right? <laughs> He yeah. created the world, after yeah. all. Yeah. It's his he creation. sent his son to the world. Yeah, so... Which in itself creates two different realms. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. But you see how... You see already in June 3.16, God so loved the world, you see this, like... He crosses the chasm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, which way does it go? From God to the world. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. So let's just start out with John three sixteen, and let's see what we can put on these different sides. Okay. So God. So go ahead. You guys just look at three sixteen. Let's just son. start with three sixteen. My son. Sorry. Son. Okay. So God's okay. Son. So where do I put that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Put son over here. But he also came into the world. Okay, thank you. But the sun, oh, okay, yes. All right, I can do that, right? Okay. What else did I hear? Believe. Believe. All right. So. Believe goes down the line. <laughs> okay. All, all right. So where would you guys put believe? But on the left, left side, for sure. Because if I believe on the right side, it's back on me again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of believing in me. All right. Yeah, so we're gonna press the lead. Okay, that's good. Yeah, that's I'm just interested. I'm. We're just. I'm just. We're sort of going through. The, okay. So what else do we have? Light. Perish. Uh, light. What do we have in just three sixteen? Save and condemn. So God. So in three sixteen, read it. So God so loved the world. Yeah, eternal life. Perish. Eternal life. Okay. Eternal life. Very good. So eternal life. What else? What, what's the other word? Did who, I just heard someone say the other one. It was over here. Perish. Perish. Is that over here? Yes. Yeah, all right. 
So, are these two are these two in contrast? Yes. Alright. So what does it mean to you when you guys hear eternal life? What does that mean to you? I mean, have you ever thought about oh. like what is eternal life? Oh, spiritual. Spiritual, okay. Going it's home. physical too. Alright. Which going home. Going home. Which is eternal life with God. So eternal life with God. So Reality. Somebody, if I ask you, what does eternal life mean? What being saved, live in the presence of the, our Lord. Okay, so living in the presence means leaving right. the world behind. Okay, leaving the world behind. <laughs> well, this world. Well, it's a it's a consciousness of, of reality. It's outside of time, and it's with it's it's only attainable with God. Uh, eternal life, mm-hmm. eternal death, still eternal. So does anybody know what also this word gets translated as? Everlasting. Everlasting. Very good, Chad. All right. So this is also, the word actually means everlasting. So a lot of times people think, oh, eternal life, we think about what happens when we die. When actually eternal life begins now. Mm -hmm. It's just everlasting life. Which which you you have to talk about time, though. Right, and the concept again of understanding yeah. the, the fullness of reality. Right, the fullness of reality. The God, the reason he was frustrated with the Israelites is because they just kept seeing it from their perspective. God's going, gosh, just look at it from my perspective for a second, and you'll understand the wholeness of it all. Which is, it, there's eternal life, eternity, everlastingness. Right, and then in in the world in this time frame, because you were fallen, that created this linear timeline, which gives things a beginning and an end. Right? Yeah. Okay. So we have to be conscious of the fact that that's happening now in here. We're participating in that at the same time as eternal reality is happening as well. Okay. So what's the opposite of eternal life? Eternal death. Eternal death. What's the it's, word that's used? Yeah, everlasting without Con- condemned. Perish. Perish. Okay. This is good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Perish. What does the word perish mean? It's funny that that's a name for a type of church, too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, perish, P-A-R-I-S-H. Everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was not there to say. <laughs> so what does the word... Because I want to hold on to something you just said, Steve. So what does the word perish mean? When you hear something is is to perish. What does that, that mean? That spoil. Cease to exist. Well, it Cease. seems like something is passing away, but it, it's not. Well, okay. it, it, when you in say a, it's in a not. sense, we think of death, and yeah, so my body dies or whatever, you know, sadness and things that die. Yeah. But in the full spiritual experience of a human made in the image of God, is they perish here, but then they just go somewhere else. Well, well, Condemn ceases to exist. Yeah. I, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take. We're just let's pretend like we only have this for a second. Okay. We got charades going here. Yeah. <laughs> so perish does mean what you said, which was what cease cease to exist. Okay. Death. So what does that? Yeah. So what does that mean? Here we know what this means. This means I have a life forever with God. 
So if someone's reading that, you just have that, this passage right here, and you tell them that if they don't do this, then they will die. They will die. (laughs) Die, die. But die, die, in this sense, means what? That you will be condemned for all eternity. Eternal damnation. Well, that's how, what's interesting, I'm just listening to this, because that's how we take it. Condemned for all eternity. Which is, you but also use the word there. But you're still there. You're just this not. word does not mean that. This word you're means cease to exist. Are you talking about ceasing to walk in the light? No. I'm saying... Disappeared. <laughs> I'm saying you no longer exist, is what the word means. Oh. So what? what's worse, eternal... Damnation, or or just to be poofed out of existence. Yeah. So this, 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 this is just. I'm going to bring this up now, just for, for you guys to be aware of this discussion, because we usually will tell people that if you don't believe, then you, then you're what? You're going to go to hell. And then we think of hell as. Eternal death. Yeah. Really hot. Really hot. Or really cold, depending. But how long are how True. long yeah, how long are you there? You're not getting out. How long are you there? For eternity everlasting. But what is it what would this word tell me about how long I'm there? Until you cease to exist. Until you cease to exist. So there is a discussion and this passage right here is just one of those. Because the word, you know, when people talk about hell, I'm just going to have you think different things, because that whole word of hell has a lot of different connotations. A lot of actually our thoughts about hell come from medieval medieval history, not necessarily biblical, okay? That if we're just taking with this passage right here, that it's not that I'm, because you're saying, okay, God is going to eternally punish someone. And the question is, does the Bible say that? I'm not going to answer that question because I just say, does the Bible say that God, that if we don't believe, that God is going to eternally punish us forever? No. What it does say is it does say this. <laughs> so using Jason's philosophy, if we are living it now, and now is the future and everything else. If you are not walking in the light, then you begin perishing. Yeah. So it just, it, and I'm just throwing this out because it's something that is a discussion within even Christendom for quite a long time. Like, what is hell? So is hell a place where people are eternally punished? And does that make sense with a God who says that we're going to punish these people forever and ever? Or... Do people who don't believe ultimately go, <laughs> I hate to put it this way, I don't have an answer for that. So isn't okay. like uh, etymology just, of hell, some Greek etymology that, it, like you said, it, it's Gehenna and yeah. Sheol, and the word hell we use, it has roots that yeah, are and, very popular, and right. it's like you say, Middle Ages or whatever. Uh you know, so I was driving in a truck with a guy, and he asked me about God. Uh-huh. 
a long time ago. And they said, you know, I have the free choice to choose the maker of all things or not to choose the maker of all things. That's my choice. Everybody gets that choice. You live within the presence of the maker of all things or outside the presence right. of the maker of all things. Right. And you get that choice. Question, but when we're outside the presence of the maker of all things, the spoken word of Christ, we're there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to as far yes, absolutely. Every minute of every day, are we living or dying? Mm -hmm. Perishing, poofing, and I and I can't quote where, mm -hmm. but I know I have read in Scripture both. Yeah, so find out when you do. I, I don't know where it is right now either, but I, it'd be interesting to think about it. I'm just having you think because I don't necessarily... I know there's multiple positions about... The Bible doesn't say a whole lot about what happens in hell. Yeah. You know, it tells yeah. us that Satan is going to be eternally condemned in Revelation 19. And his people. Right. And, well, yeah, it's interesting reading that, but whoever that is, okay, so that could be one place you pick that up. And but, death itself. Right, yeah. right. So, take a look. So, look at verse 18. So, whoever believes in him is not condemned. So, if you believe in God, you were over here, right? You're not condemned. But whoever does not believe is what? Condemned. Condemned already. Condemned already. Yeah. That's, yeah. If you're not with me, you're against me. Yeah, they're, they're going to cease to exist at some point. Yeah, so... Well, but, but they're in the present moment, they're dead. Right. Right, so... So, I mean, a lot of times we'll sit there and say to people, well, if you don't believe in God, God's like going to send you to hell. All right. What does this say? It says you're there already. Okay. <laughs> You want a motivator? Incredible. Yeah. yeah. So, like, when you're when you're talking to people, and people are like, "Well, I, you know, I do all these good things, you know, I don't want to, whatever." It's like, what does it say right here? It says your state by default is you're, here. You're screwed, right? It's so, so, so to speak. Not exactly the word they use here, but yeah. <laughs> so, what's the word that's used? That's used. Condemned. You are condemned already. But notice that you are condemned already. So all of us are here <laughs> by default. Yeah. Until we do place our faith here. And when we do, then we're given that eternal life. So this it's not so much like God is saying, you're going to hell if you don't believe in me. He's actually not saying this here. No. He's not saying... If you don't believe in me, if you don't believe in the Son, you're going to hell. We will talk that way to some people sometimes who want to say that. It's not God who said you're going to hell. He's saying you're already, <laughs> you're already condemned. I believe every church should have this up. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, you walk yeah. in, you go, are you dead or alive? Doors that way. It's your choice. You see the census go down. <laughs> yeah. Cool. If we, were packed, if we were packed last Sunday, they might help to well, keep our numbers back down. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so if you're, I was curious. Yeah. my brain. So if you're, yeah. Because I know that, you know, you say, um, 
Eternal life is now. We're starting now. The day, your moment that you're saved. Blah, blah, right. Blah. Right. You're trying to go on back to the straddle, double-minded. So that means that a believer can be perishing. Absolutely. Mm, well, let, you know, let's let's ask that. I yeah, mean, yeah. I don't. In here, it's not released. No. But Same, it goes but back to the James and then the, the straddling yeah, right. and trying to draw the... I don't know if I would necessarily draw a complete okay, okay. parallel between the two. Well, I, I, that's I'm just said, saying. Lord, I believe. Right. Help my unbelief. Because... That's the, that's that's the tension. Which is part of the argument, too, right? Which is, is part of the argument. It's like, this is a, a... You know, in the way you hear Jesus talk, even, you go like, well, hey, okay, so once I've truly placed my faith in Christ as my Savior, and I have that eternal life. Can I go back? <laughs> because you're over here by His grace. And Ephesians talks about the Holy Spirit is your guarantee until salvation. That you're going to keep that. Maybe the question is more, are you really, have you really done this? I don't have an answer for that. But we went that through that in Hebrews. You go through that Paul through Paul a lot. Is, okay, can I lose my salvation? You know. So can there be, to the James thing, vacillating? That could be lukewarm, that could be language, that could be double-minded, that could be uh, real tongue of sand, belt on the rock. You Absolutely. Know, yeah, right. So part of, that's why part of what we're doing when we're going through John, so if you're, is if you're languishing, you're, you're not perishing yet, you're, but you're languishing. <laughs> and like Bruce, with sailing, I mean, if it, if a ship is out and it's in full sail, that's one thing. You're coming to know Christ and grow in Christ. But yeah. if you just, if your sail is in full wind, you're just like bobbing around out there. Um, yeah, which if you remember in Hebrews, we talked about that. Actually, the sail yeah. yeah. So that's why what's interesting is we're going through John. That's a good question. You guys are bringing it up. Well, you're bringing it up because you have the idea that you believe, you placed your faith in Christ, you believe, but John is saying you need to keep on believing. And real faith, as James talks about, James talks about what? Faith and works? Is really the character of this belief is one that as Christians, we need to, as you keep going, have been saying over and over again tonight, even your comments to him, it's like we need to always stay in this. Because at every second we take this away and we put a little doubt in it, we decide, eh, I'll just play over here a little bit. And but forgiveness plays a big role in giving us a way back over the line when that, we sin. That's right. That's right. And without that, it would be black and white. Yeah. Course, I I love that. I mean, I, in fact, I remember Pastor Paul that we had as our senior pastor for the Bay Area. Um, he would always answer the question people would like say, well, how do I know if I'm saved? And his answer in essence would be the very fact that you asked ask that question tells me that you're a believer. <laughs> because we always should be concerned in asking that question and saying, am I believing? Am I believing? Am I believing? And, and have a little bit of a sense of like asking that question, where am I right now? That's the constant correction back to the object. Yeah, exactly. That's the sailboat. That's the... Remember John Pettit, okay? When we went through Hebrews, we were talking about in Hebrews 2, it talks about how we're always to stay on that path. 
Or one yeah. of your favorite passages, the abiding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and that's exactly what this is. This is the abiding that keeps that relationship going to keep us in here. Going Which with, is with his question, yeah, though, uh-huh. can you have a curve that just wiggles back and forth across the line or makes big dips back and forth and still be the same? I don't, I don't think there, you can't. That's that's a that's a personal journey, but we have a sin nature. That's the problem. Yeah, well, precisely, and that's why Christ says, "You have to be my disciple. You have to walk in me." Yeah, walk in me. Like just believing and going. Okay, I believe I'm good, and I'm going to go just take a bit. Like if you had the trust of your father, right? Let's just say you did. Okay. All right? And he said, son, I trust you completely. And I'm going to give you a bunch of responsibility. I'm going to trust that you're going to carry out. You're going to chop that wood in the back. You're going to go milk the cow. You're going to make sure your mom's okay when I'm out of town or whatever. Okay? You might screw off once. But real quick, you're going to realize that... have a short memory. The last thing you want to do is, is break that trust. Right? So it's. But I mean, if I break it, but, but if you break it, be a way back. Well, of so course, here, so, but your so, father loves you. Yeah. So the very the very author of this, I won't let you speak. But the very author of this says this in First John. I'm violating my own thing to go outside of person. My little children, I am writing these things to you, so that you may not sin. Not so that you cannot, but you may. Right. You don't and, have to. But then it says, so it's almost like I look at Jason and I go, he's taking that position that you may not sin. And you're, you're taking the next sentence, which is, but if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. Yeah. So, so it, you said it's, 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 it is black and white. I will forgive you. That is black and white. So you will screw up, and I will forgive you. But you won't want to screw up that's after I, a while. Yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. The more you live in me, the less you're going to want to screw up. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light. Yeah. Lest his works should be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the there light. There you go. So that it may be clearly seen <laughs> that his works have been carried out in God. Right. That's right. Excellent. That's right. Yeah. So what were, you, what were you saying? Once you're on that side, there's no going back to that side. Oh, no. That option's always there. <laughs> well, well, if, if you're a true believer in Christ... Yeah, that's... If you're a true believer in Christ, right. anyway, but, but, but But there's no going back to the other side. Oh, you, you know, it's it's Romans... It talks about it. it. You, the, you, there therefore, is, there is no, no condemnation in Christ no, Jesus. Right, right. I'm no longer condemned. As long as Christ lives within me and the Spirit's in me, I'm not condemned anymore. As that long, doesn't mean as I'm long not, as. it doesn't mean that I'm not going to sin. No, no, no. But if you, the, but there's no condemnation. Right. And there's so that's a very left. good point. So you guys hear that's a very, very good point. So in some ways, this is not this is not just a living through the world. This is like there's a there's a black and white here. There's a black and white that's like, once I made this decision, mm-hmm. it is actually God who brought me to that belief, and he's the one that's going to keep me in and that relationship with him. But, yeah. Yeah. but that so doesn't there is, mean ah, that you can't forsake. What, what did no. Satan do? Well, Absolutely. So you can't have that option. Well, you can't use Satan as an option, because Satan is a what? 
He's not a human. He's not human. No, what I'm sa- yeah. I understand. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. okay, so if I say, okay, I believe in Christ, right? And then right. at some point I go, you know what? I'm joining the Church of Satan, and, and Christ is, I'm over it. I'm well, then, question, then, then you have the question of, like, were you ever a believer in the first place? Right. Was your heart really there? Because if, 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 uh, so if, that's a beautiful question. If the yeah, Holy Spirit lives within you, yeah. you're never going back. True. So I, I just don't. I just don't see you going. So we're, we're we're talking about these degrees, right? right. We're talking about well, if they, they can't, can't, what about these the wavering this that the other thing? So what what, what you just read there, right? Mm-hmm. And and everyone's personal journey, right? If 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 it was just like a. Snap your finger. Okay, we're all good. But not, unfortunately, that doesn't work, right? It's a, it's a, it's that journey, right. right? Well, and that's why it's so important to get this right. That again, I think this is what John keeps driving us towards: is that we have a time where we put our faith in Him, but we need to continue in faith Abide. with Him in that fun. abiding, in that believing. And I'll tell you, that's probably where the church fails most, yep. the church yeah. as a whole. Because right. we have, we created this whole thing where we created this, like, um, four spiritual laws, right? Where it makes it sound like, oh, all I have to do is say, you know, Jesus, come into my heart, you know, forgive me. And people think, that's it. Yeah. And they've never been taught right. that this truly leads to a life fully of this. Yeah. Which means I'm always going to strive to live <laughs> over here. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, but and who is yeah. John writing this to? Uh, us. Well, he is writing to us. Yeah, he's writing to us. Yeah. But he's also he wrote this for. He didn't write this for his his uh, you know his disciple his his fellow disciple. Right. He wrote this to the congregation that he's trying to. Let them know, hey, you need to wake up and understand that Christ died for our sins. Get on board. That's what he was trying to convey. And you're actually very right from what most people think. They actually think John wrote this to the church, a church in Ephesus. But the Gospel of John was actually written in Ephesus for a church in Ephesus. And so he wrote it for the whole people, but he was writing it at a time where, as the same as today... This is where we struggle. <laughs> right. This is our life, you know. We, All right. We live in the flesh, and the fact that we know that we can always come back is where the temptation is, well, if I sin, I know I'll be welcome back if I just confess that I made a mistake. Right. So it's really requires a commitment. Yeah, and I think that's why Absolutely. you see in Scripture so often the marriage is used as a metaphor for the relationship between Christ and the church. Mm-hmm. Because think about a marriage. I one day said to Michelle, I do. <laughs> okay, we both said, I do. And Dale said to Marilyn, I do. All right? And John said to Taffy, I do. I mean, you don't go around the room. Those that's of us are married. That's before it gets hard. <laughs> yeah, well, right. hard. <laughs> but that's a state now of marriage. I am married. That's a state. Yes. Okay. But to continue in living in the benefits of that marriage and staying with, we'd say staying married, even if you know you can never ever get divorced, you can say, well, I'm married, but am I continuing to be married? Am I continuing to love mm-hmm. my wife? You know, that's the tough part. And again, it's really easy to say, hey, I do. 
it's really hard to build <laughs> to keep this up here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the desecrations of the world is the attack on, on marriage, it seems like. Oh, yeah. And now, even further, it's up really just so it's attacked. Yeah. Okay, so what words, let's keep going here for just a second. So what other words have we seen in all these passages here? We've seen just light and dark. We've seen light and dark. Okay, so we've seen, we've seen light and darkness. We've seen darkness. What else have we seen? Wicked. Wicked. Yeah, evil. Yeah. Is that here though? Is it evil here? What? Yep. It just is just this passage. Do we have evil? Yeah, we have evil. Oh, we have evil. We do have yep. evil. We got evil. We got, we hate. got evil. We got hate. <laughs> hate. What else do we got? Hates. Hates. Yep. Hates is what? How? Where does hates it's not a go? Plural, it's just hates the light. Hates, he the, hates light. the light. This is a person. This is this, this is this person, I guess. Right? Hates yes. the light. What else? Saved. Saved. Uh, which word did I go? <laughs> what other words do we have over here? The light saved. Believe. Got believed. Yeah. What else? There's more. Keep going. What else are we missing? Name of do we have the What is true? Mm -hmm. Exposed. Yeah, what is true? Just, what is true? Very good. What is true? Mm -hmm. What did I hear hear exposed? Yeah. So what how is that used? Oh here we go. Thus his works be exposed. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light. Oh. Does not come to the light. Thus his works be exposed. Okay. Whoever. That would be on both sides. Yeah. See which mm -hmm. works. I think the word exposed is an expression of what it's like for someone walking in the light. Because their actions will be exposing the light within. Besides. Yeah, and this, I mean, you, know, it's, you guys are talking about, about, about what, what happens if you do something, and you were saying that, right? Yeah. Ultimately, if we try to hide something in secret, yeah. what we find out is ultimately we think somehow we get away with it. We all do, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> we get away with it. And then all of a sudden, somehow that light, which I think is part of the blessing of Christ, right? That that light shines into the darkness yes. and exposes that. Because ultimately, truth prevails. Right. And, and the darkness is always exposed. Whoever. Yeah, whoever. Whoever is a, a fascinating word in this. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because it's applicable to both sides, but it's not, it's, there's, no, yeah, there's, no, there's no exclusion in the word whoever. That's interesting. That's good. I never thought about that. I'm trying to actually know something. Who is it? So, yeah, whoever. That, whoever. That, yeah, that does say that, doesn't it? Whoever yeah. believes in him. So it's like, okay, here we go, person. Well, that's an invitation. You're the whoever. We're all the yeah, whoever. That's We're all an invitation. You're yes. welcome. Anybody. That's good. I like that. Yeah, that's really good. Whoever does what is true comes to the light. Whoever does not. Yeah. Yeah. There's a good witness, too. What? 
who, whoever are you? <laughs> who are you? <laughs> that, that, that reminds me of, uh, I, I just was picked up here, and I, uh, one of the bits of John here. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll pick up some scripture that, I mean, it all blows my mind, but one particular passage that I may have read a number of times that was is always, you know, interesting intel, but it suddenly, like, hits me on that, but, but I, I get it level, you know, super deep when he's speaking to Thomas, when he comes in the locked room, and he says, Thomas, oh, yeah, give me your hand, yeah, put your finger here, touch my side, and literally be inside of me, is basically what he's saying, mm. and he says, do not disbelieve, but, but believe. believe. Yeah. Helping him over the hill. Bam. That I mean, that's so that's what he's doing. He's calling him that's that it. over here. Yeah. Believe. Do not disbelieve. What else, you guys? Anything else you see as you think about these two? Does this change at all thinking about if you were to talk to someone about Christ or talk more about John three sixteen? Or this passage give you anything new? You would say to them, or how you would say it, or... Uh, we have house guests from England, uh-huh. and they're not Christians. And so, Joe, my wife, had a conversation with the husband, and he finally came back and said, Joe, I'm an atheist, I've always been an atheist, I always will be an atheist, <laughs> And when I die, whatever happens, happens, and that's the way it's going to be. So <laughs> that's yeah. incredible faith. <laughs> Seriously, so yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. you know, yeah. And so, that kind of faith, you should be a believer. We can use Pastor Pastor Rick Warren uses that. Yeah, as as far as yeah. yeah, we sit. I'm I, as I'm the head of the household, so when we sit down to a meal. I got a four-year-old and a five-year-old, and that's my path. So I said, okay, it's time to hook the family up. And we all hold hands nice. all the way around the table, and I say the prayer. Huh. And the kids repeat, repeat the prayer. Oh. And the kids are living it. And the dad's looking at what's going on and seeing all this positive energy go through his kids. Oh. And tonight, it came time huh. for a prayer. Huh. And I said, who's going to lead tonight? And one of the kids said, I want to lead. And wow. he led awesome. the prayer before wow. dinner wow. tonight. That's, That's awesome. awesome. And the dad's going, no! But his dad is... He's unwavering. Yeah. But, no, no, but no. But it's he, seeing his kids... He's letting his kids... That's good. Yeah. But seeing well, he his kids, kids respond to the love and mm. the connection <laughs> that praying does... Yeah. I think is planting a tiny little seed because it's family together hooked up together at the same time and the energy and, and I emphasize we're hooked up and we're family and, the spirit, the spirit. and it goes all the way around to each one of us because we're holding each other's hands. Almost it's like you all are believing like and doing that and he's over here going. Yeah. <gasps> but he's hooked up in the circle too. Yeah. No, he's I, caught up in the circle cool. of that's the connection. That's a neat out. That's, that's so cool. it's just, uh, you know, it is what it is. Keep it up, Eric. <laughs> yeah. Keep it up. 
Yeah. He might be curious that his Union flag of the UK is like three <laughs> layers of cruciform crosses. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's yeah. totally Christendom on their flag. I was reading today this. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, they launched that James Webb so Space Telescope. Oh yeah, yeah. So you guys have heard all heard about the new telescope, the Webb Telescope, which is amazing. Oh, yeah. itself, that that thing things. is up there, and it all it all works right. So. Now, all of a sudden, you know, it's just, it's finding things that are, the scientists are just going, oh my gosh, all these things that they're assuming. And so this article came out today, and I was reading it, and it said, you know, for a long time, for instance, just talking about what the Webb telescope has seen, scientists believed, <laughs> yes, scientists believed the universe's earliest, oldest galaxies to be small, slightly chaotic, and mishappen systems. But according to the Washington Post, um, the Webb Telescope has captured imagery. Yeah, I know. It's captured imagery that has revealed those galaxies to be shockingly massive. Not to mention balanced and well formed. I'm thinking about Genesis now, like how does Genesis start? Chaos, no form, formless and empty. And Hither saying, wow, it's like. Balanced and well-formed, the finding the challenges and will likely rewrite long-held understanding about the origins of the universe. Well, long-standing misunderstanding. Yeah, well, yeah, so then it says, the <laughs> models just don't predict this, Garth, so an so astronomer at university said. And then he asked this question, how do you do this in a universe at such an early time? How do you form so many stars so quickly? Yeah. <laughs> Really? I'm like, Genesis 1! That's right. <laughs> it's just fascinating because there you see science, you know, as we're lo Sh looking at God's, I think of Romans 1, it's showing the glory of God. Absolutely. Saying, how could this happen? Because yeah. he's in control. You, you asked the question about yeah. this uh, 316 through yeah. 21. And that. Uh, uh, Final 21, uh, but whoever does what is true comes to the light so that, like, in order that it may be clearly, clearly seen, and I put a old note here, by, by himself and others, all, that his works have been carried out in God. So that's to, to what we were talking about earlier in terms of... Uh, but God sees it as well, and it's glorified. Well, of, sure. Yeah, of course, by all. But I'm, it's I, would, I count others in, in that. But well, we, yeah. we ourselves, the idea of believing, right? How are we substantiated in that belief? How are we fortified in that belief by ourselves submitting to Christ and and all that comes with that and seeing that fruit that's being born and recognizing that within ourselves as the light, the product of, of walking in the light. I mean, I think about what you just shared, Eric, and it's just exactly 21. Yeah. I mean, but whoever does what is true, so you've got all of you worshiping God, right, right comes to the light mm -hmm. so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. And I look and I go, what you're doing there is you're making that, this, you're showing clearly the works of God and their lives. And 
he will have no excuse. None of us have an excuse. You're giving him no excuse. And every time we make a choice, it's on the line. Right. It just is. Which is our big challenge. Hey, Jason, How do we keep doing Every time this? we make a choice. <laughs> about everything. Yes, about everything. About every little step. I carried a painting in, this giant painting John and I did to the gallery. By the way, I think that thing gained like 150 pounds. Really? Oh, my gosh. I couldn't believe it. You put too much paint on it. Something. I don't know what, man. I thought that the paint dried, it got lighter. But it was like, that thing is so heavy. Such a beast. And anyways, I'm kidding and kidding. And and the whole time, I'm literally conversing. Oh. It's like every step, every breath, like... Walking up the stairs, a thousand different Carry opportunities. Yeah, like the doors opening. I, I have to open the van on PCH, and the cars. Are, and and right when I'd have to do something, it'd be like there'd be no cars, and everything would just was like working, like just as it needed to. And Beautiful. I didn't stumble, bumble. I didn't treat yeah, it because then it's like this metallic frame that you get. Just touch that thing, and it's ruined, right? And so, but yeah, the whole time I'm just like, oh, got it up there finally. It was like. Well, you know that's um, in it the whole time. Yeah, speaking of light, speaking of light, I mean, I never knew this before. So, John, I I went to the Yukonmatsu that day. I went, took my sister and my wife Michelle and me. We went to the um, went to the Sadas and saw John there, and um, I never knew in the way he paints how he paints in a way. So there's always light, but no matter how much light there is and whether it's turned off this way or you're coming in from this way, all these different angles, all of a sudden you're seeing all the stuff of God's creation in his art piece being lit up in different ways. And actually, which was awesome, he he gave us a gift to Michelle, one of these paintings, and we have it up in our, so like when you walk into our house, sitting right there, and it's just fascinating because there's a light by there. So every time, every time someone comes into our house now, Michelle's first thing is like, "Look at the light! Wow, look at the light!" Oh, and right. then it's like nighttime. Yes. We have another a light on over here. She's like, "Oh wow, look at this over here!" And it's like you're getting to see. It's sort of like this. It's like you're seeing clearly, but all these different angles of the way God lights up something. It's just fascinating. I never knew someone even painted that way. That's what we painted. I know, it's beautiful. Totally. Um, yeah, that's so, stuff we paint light. It's, it's awesome. Without yeah. the light, you have nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without but God's light, there's a there's a painter, it's a uh, good example, Joaquin yeah. Soroya, who at the same time that the freshman presses were, were doing their thing, he was doing his thing in Spain. And because he wasn't as cool as the French guys, he didn't really get recognition until much later. But anyway, this guy's probably the greatest painter ever. I agree. And, but he referred to himself at the same time when they came up with the, the uh, impressionist. He called himself a luminist, mm-hmm. uh, and because painting the light, the light of, of God, wow. and uh, man, I mean, same thing with photography. It's all that, right? It's all about. It's all about light. It's all about what you do with the light. True. Um, yeah. What so, is, anybody else see anything here? I mean, just um, that, that, walking. That makes sense. What I was saying in terms of, of checking ourselves in in. Right. The fruit that occurs in our own life, the things and that asking where are we walking right now? <laughs> yeah, and definitively recognizing the fact that that belief is why that good thing right. has occurred. Right. Which I think is a reminder. To, I mean, a reminder to me 
it's easy to go over here and pretend like no one sees what we're doing or no one hears it. You know, we do something in secret or whatever, just say, yeah, we'll tell someone this or what. And it's just interesting how you go over here and it just sort of like feeds itself. But God is faithful. Right. (laughs) And even when it might really, really hurt, he comes over here and he exposes that. I mean, that's why we need each other. I'm I'm constantly thinking of, of... of David, yeah, and and the Psalms how he's you know he's brushing his teeth, he's taking a shower, he's going to the bathroom, he's doing besides making big decisions, he's constantly going, you're there, you're there, you're there, you're there, and just that one, just just go, oh, I'm good, hey, look at that, you know, <laughs> walking with God requires integrity. Integrity requires consistency in both your public and private life. Right. Test yourself. This is an ericism. Yeah. Test yourself by asking, will my private life withstand public scrutiny? Yeah. So, integrity is, scrutiny? is a, yeah. it's a, well, it's a, it's an integral part of the walk, is right. integrity. Well, it is, in fact, in, um, in, oh, where was I just had It's interesting that one of the, um, qualifications of being an elder, and it's something that really hit me before I was ever, I never thought of that an elder, um, not old, <laughs> um, but in, um, let me see, my Timothy, it just has that here. Um, and I'll never forget this, it really hit me when I read this one time, which is really, I think, true for all of us, so these qualifications are really true for all of us. Um, but it goes to, again like what you were just saying um, so you just listen it says if anyone aspires to the office of an overseer which I'd really say all of us are called to that I mean I'd say if we all look at this and go what's my qualifications every time I, as I live my life take this okay because it says if anyone aspires to the office of an overseer, he desires a noble task. Therefore, an overseer must be above reproach. That's huge right there. So how am I living my public and private life? Above yeah. reproach. The husband of one wife, sober-minded, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, and this is Part of the reason you guys think why we're here is not just for Greg to teach or Jeff to teach or someone to teach. It's like all of us are called to be to teach. Not a drunkard, not violent. I love how it says not violent. It doesn't stop there. It says not violent, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. These are quite some qualifications. He must manage his own household well. This is behind the closed doors. With all dignity, keeping his children submissive. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? That's called integrity. Exactly. He must not be a recent convert, or he may become puffed up and conceited and fall into condemnation of the devil. In other words, mature. And then this part right here. Moreover, and this is, I think this is a part personally that has hit me a lot, which is 
how do others that are not just so it's, it's supposed to like the person you had there, the guy who he's not a believer, right? So, moreover, he must be well thought of by outsiders, which is in essence unbelievers, so that he may not fall into disgrace into the snare of the devil. So, what we do is not just to light for other believers, but how is the outside world and others who are not believers look at us? Yeah. Because if they look at us and go, you're just like the world, what are we offering it here? And it, it should shine through. Yeah, it should shine through in everything we do. Um, that's sort of like the practical way of how to live this out. <laughs> yeah. I love that. There. By the way, I really no claim to those. It's in, written in a book, and I try and memorize them to make my life better. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey dude, but whoever does what is true comes to the light, yeah, so that they can <laughs> right. see that his works have been carried out in God. That's what it's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That takes constant repetition. It does. It takes a lot of work. Just like I have a great memory. It's just getting short. It takes a lot more work when you get old. And, you, and I think we showed, I don't know if I showed you guys this before, but so in this passage in 16 through 21, the resounding thing over and over again is whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him, whoever believes in his name, there's this constant believing, believing, believing to stay over here and not be over here. And as Steve said, it's always a choice. It, it is always a choice. We made the choice right now. We're going to make that choice when we leave from here. And none of us are going to be here to go, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, you guys? Any? Was this helpful looking through this like this? I was just thought mm -hmm. it would be interesting to sort of draw that. So, really, like that. really quick, what you just said there, believes in him, believes in him, believes right. in his name. There's those specific words are very fascinating to me. The, the believes in him. Yeah, and it's believes into. Right. So even though our translations don't show that the actual Greek word is believes into him, almost taking literally like what you said for Thomas, he oh, touches into it, him. It was so clear it's when I read that. Yeah, believes. It, even the way he says it, the words. Yeah. Your analogy back then was married into. Yeah, so very good. Inside. They're yeah. excellent. Yeah, excellent. Awesome. He says, put your hand in my side. Yeah. And it's like when you read it, it's like inside. So you're not just married, but you're married into this. <laughs> With your wife, right? You're just constantly staying in that relationship. That's called grace and married favor sometimes. <laughs> yeah. 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 That the, that that's so to me the the physical reality of the living word when there's that sort of uh, verbalization to take you into that journey of really exploring what does that, what are the depths of that, right? We know Christ's, Christ is fathomless. His love is fathomless. His wisdom is fathomless. Everything about him is fathomless. However, I think we're constantly getting drawn into that to, to explore those depths. What does it mean to be, leave in to me? Just keep, you just keep it in. That's why we keep doing this. <laughs> that level of intimacy, right? Literally, right. put your hand inside me. That's just. Yeah. One yeah. of the things that occurs to me now is when he came out 
I made those statements about being an atheist, it didn't in any way weaken our belief. Sure. We're still yeah. strong, and, and he was the dark. <laughs> he became the darkness, and we continued to light. be the light. God, that's, wow. He didn't shake you? No. You didn't talk into it? No. I went to the thing on the table, I said, I'm going to bed. <laughs> the, the best thing to say to an atheist is, is well, good for you. That's probably exactly what God wants you to do. Right exactly. Now. <laughs> so crazy. What's his name? Steve. Steve. So we're going to take Steve. Right here's. We're going to take Steve yeah. and we're going to put Steve right here. Okay. Ready for Steve. Okay. Ready for Steve. Steve. Steve is going to come over there. <laughs> I think his kids are going to bring him to the light. Yes. All right, you guys. They, they, they won't eat unless they pray now. Yeah. So let's, I, since I'm doing this, why don't we just, I just think of it right now. Why don't, you, why don't we just give ourselves, people, some names. Names that we know that we are praying to you over here. Just give me some names. Just my dad. Okay. What's your dad's name? Terry. T E R R Y. All right, Terry. All right. Mark. Mark. Initials C J. C J. Kyle. Kyle. K Y L E. Yes. A V A. What's it? A V A. A V A. Ava. Mike. You can't put a girl. Yes, you can. Sam and Jerry. Sam. And Sherry? Jerry. Jerry. Sam. Sam. Like Sam, right? And Jerry. J E R Y. Red and Stimpy. Okay. All right. Don. Don. Our whole neighborhood. Jeff. What? Jeff. fascinating John is we're seeing there's this, these stages that John is concerned about. We're going to see this even more. That he sees people who are starting to believe in him, but he says they need to keep going. They need to get all the way to this side. It's almost like there's keep coming until you come all the way over here. Yeah. Right. But what, we're, what we're you and I have talked about this, but, but what we're getting to here is the level of commitment that in my experience at church, it just simply has not been put forth. What these guys are talking about living in is something so much more dedicated, so much more serious. I've had, at the Sadas, I had a conversation with my buddy's kid and his friend and his friend's girlfriend. They came in the booth, we hung out, blah, 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 they brought me a coffee, and then we, I saw them over eating, and they sat down, and we started talking, and, and the conversation through the day just became more and more in-depth. And pretty soon the door was just open, and I just spoke this truth, and just was hitting him right between the eyes, and these kids were just like, like, like they were in the desert without water, and it's just gone there, and they're literally saying, 
that's that's the truth. That's the truth. Like, and what else? And and what else? And what else? And they're like, cool. thank you, thank you. They were just, they were so. And I'm like, so go get a Bible, and study it like it's the most important thing you could ever do in your whole life because it is, and it literally is life and death, guys. And call me with any questions. And they were like, I'm, I'm going out tomorrow again. That's awesome. But they just to hear the yeah, power of the. Yeah, well, hey, this is a, this is major. This right. isn't like about being part of a club. All right, who else do we have? Anybody else? You guys can think of? All right. So let's just pray, and then we'll... Uh, we'll we see all those people that, that came into our booth with the sawdust, whose yeah. names speak to me mention. All those people. All right, well, Father, we just thank you for this evening. Thank you for your word that is so clearly marked for us, eternal life. In the name of your Son, that you are the God who is the light. There is no darkness in you. That you are the God who truth is solely found. That you are the God that loves us so much as you gave your Son to die on the cross for us. And right now, Lord, by name, we lift up Sam and Jared, Don, Mark, Ava, Mike, Terry, Cole, Bryce, Steve, CJ, Kyle, Jeff, Lexi, all the people who've come into the sawdust. Lord, that you will bring them to you. That you desire all to be saved. And we pray right now as we say these names, we pray for this man who, uh, what was his name again, Eric? So his name, Steve. His name Steve. Yeah. We pray for Steve, Lord, that he doesn't even have a chance. Anymore. Yes. <laughs> that you have already grabbed the hold of him, yeah. and that you're going to bring him fully into your kingdom. Lord, we know that we cannot do any of this by ourselves. We can only do it because you've given us that spirit who lives in us. That spirit that empowers us to live a life of not unbelief, but only of believing, pissing faith in you. Continue to give us the courage, continue to give us the opportunity. And continue, Lord, in our own lives to cleanse us, to bring that light into the places of darkness in <coughs> us, to shine that light so brightly that darkness will be gone forever. Yes. And Lord, even after tonight, I just pray for all of us, as we go home, whether we're married, whether we're not, we're going home to our wives, Lord, may they, they see the light of you in us the way we love them. Right, the next people that we meet, whether it's our wives or whether it's someone else, Lord, that every meeting chance that we have with someone, we will look in their eyes and they will see the light. Give us those opportunities to continue to boldly proclaim. I just thank you for these guys, Lord. Thank you for your Thank you for the work that you're continuing to do us. You are faithful. Yes. It is 
you who are faithful and that we live in that faithfulness of Christ. And all of God's men said, Amen. Amen. Amen.